welcome to the Canadian Business Women Podcast. My name is Esther. Today I have model Nikki Gao with me and she's going to share her story and how she got started and all the projects that she has going on outside of modeling. Welcome to the show, Nikki. How are you today? I'm so well. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for being on the show. Can you give us um, a short kind of preview of your life before modeling and what led you into to a very competitive career? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Nikki Gao. I am a fashion model, um, entrepreneur, and mental health advocate. Um, so really a little bit about me and my life. Um, so since I am on Canadian podcasts, I must share that my family, um, we are actually Canadians. Um, my heritage is Canadian, so I'm very happy to share my Canadian roots on here and I'm proud of that. Um, a little bit more about me, though. So I started modeling when I was about 15 years old. It was something that just kind of happened. Um, I didn't really know much about the industry, just something I just kind of fell into. Um, and I did that professionally for about five years. Um, and I actually pivoted into entrepreneurship. So that also was something that, again, I went in head first, didn't know what I was going to get myself into, but it worked out for the best. And um, I just kept capitalizing that and going forth. And uh, now I'm here and I still model in present day. 10 years later. So I'm 25 now. So it's been crazy. It's a crazy journey. Do you have any tips for anybody who might be listening and is interested in getting into into modeling? Yeah. Um, honestly, just have a good portfolio. You know, I think photos and portfolios do the best thing. Um, especially when you're looking for, you know, castings and jobs and agencies and management, um, you know, really building up your portfolio and have a good portfolio, I would say is my number one tip. Sounds good. That's a good place to start. For a lot of people, just making into modeling would be the dream and, you know, they'd be done and because it's hard enough just to get there. So what pushed you to start your other projects, your other businesses uh, on top of modeling? Yeah, so it's so difficult to juggle it all, but I mean, I love every minute of it. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I'm very grateful to be here. I'm very grateful for the careers that I've had and the careers that I currently you know, foster in present day. Um, yeah, I mean, the modeling industry was, I don't want to say it was difficult, but it was definitely challenging, especially when I was so young because I was 15 years old when I started. So that's a huge reach right there because um, it is a body business. It is an adult industry. Um, so it is very fast paced. What's going on? It's hard to keep up. Um, I like to think of it as the hamster wheel when you're just going, 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 and you just can't stop. But then again, the entrepreneurship life is very much like that as well. So the modeling industry really uh, prepared me for the entrepreneurship world and it really gave me a lot of knowledge, um, even though it wasn't directly business or a business industry um, direct as far as entrepreneurship goes, but it really gave me um, kind of the training wheels that I needed um, in order to perfect um, my craft as an entrepreneur. Um, but yeah, my entrepreneurship journey, that was again, a huge shift. Um, the pivot wasn't too hard for me because I've been in this industry for about five years now. So I've kind of, you know, gotten used to it. Um, but when I first started, I was 20 years old. So moving from the fashion industry to, you know, multiple businesses and running and operating multiple businesses was, was definitely a change, but um, it's, it's definitely been a good one. And I've learned a lot. And surprisingly, the modeling industry is very um, similar to the entrepreneurship world. Um, they kind of go hand in hand, at least in my world, <laughs> but I like to think outside of my world as well. So, What are the similarities? Um, what were those transferable skills from modeling to running your own business? Yeah, uh, definitely learning to adapt learning to adapt to fast-paced environments and fast-paced situations. Um, you know, when you're a model, you are the talent. You have to learn how to adapt to multiple, multiple, multiple situations and 
you know, this and that, and, you know, this, you know, there's so much going on. And the entrepreneurship life is very like that as well, especially um, if you're a multifaceted uh, entrepreneurship, you know, person like myself. Um, entrepreneur, I, I like to think of myself as an entrepreneurship person. I don't like to consider myself an entrepreneur. I mean, technically I am, but I like to think of myself as an entre- entrepreneurship person because I am a person, but I don't let labels define me, if that makes sense. I don't let any of my careers define me. I am Nikki Gal. That is who I am. Um, I do entrepreneurship as a career. I do modeling as a career, but that necessarily isn't me, if that makes sense. So I like to kind of, you know, play around with different terminology and uh, kind of base my life around it, but not be defined by it. Um, but yeah, I mean, the modeling industry really gave me a, a lot of uh, growth. I will say that. And it really gave me, again, a lot of knowledge that prepared me for my entrepreneurship career um, and really just business in general. You know, um, it really gave me, again, like what I said previous, the, the training wheels that I needed. So you mentioned that you originally got started um, after creating an art piece, I believe, in 2016. Yes. So can you talk a little bit about what happened and how that led to where you are now? Yeah, so back in 2016, 19, I was going to say 2017, but it was actually 2019. Um, I started dabbling in art in 2017, just kind of messing around with different programs and seeing where I could, you know, where I could take it, where I wouldn't take it, you know, this and that, just experimenting. And then in 2019, um, a good friend of mine who actually happened to be a pretty well-known influencer on social media, on Instagram, she reached out to me and she said, hey, you know, can you do a portrait for me for my profile picture? Just a digital portrait. And of course, me being, you know, sure, I can take on any project. (laughs) Um, I ended up doing it for her. And she loved it. She posted it and the whole thing went viral. And at that point, I had so many people in my inbox, so many people in her inbox. So I told myself, well, why can't I just start a business off of this? And I was only 20 years old. My only you know, prior experience was modeling. I had no business experience whatsoever. I was a kid. I was 20. So I just kind of went with it and it grew over time. And now it's become the business that it has become today. So very grateful. So after that, which which is great that you were able to leverage that to to kind of make it into a career what led you to the other areas that you're working in now yeah so I didn't want to stop um my art company was so good it was so great it was it was awesome um but I told myself I don't want to just stop right here I want to keep going so that's when the multifaceted mindset kind of tied into my life and multifaceted is kind of a crazy word (laughs) a lot of people are scared of it a lot of people they stick to one thing I'm the complete opposite (laughs) I like to do multiple things (laughs) same. <laughs> you feel me? Um, you know, you have to keep going, you know? So for me with my companies, that's kind of the mentality that I fostered within that as well. Um, so I just get branching off. So I launched three companies in 2022 and I launched one in 2021. So it just kept growing and growing and growing. Um, and then on top of all that, I also launched a nonprofit in 2021. So it's been kind of crazy to say the least because it just happened so quick um but it's definitely keep kept me busy and it's it's been a really really um honestly fun time you know i i feel like people in entrepreneurship they never want to use the word fun because it's supposed to be all work right but i think my work is fun i think my art my art is fun i think the creative side of it is fun and just learning to grow as far as a creative as well it's been such a challenging but really motivational um experience that i've had i think in general, if you are getting into entrepreneurship, you have you're usually a creative person. So I don't think that's that's strange at all. And probably, at least for me, it's hard to focus on one thing. So do you feel like you can manage all that, or how do you decide <laughs> when enough is enough? 
when you can, you know, you've reached your limit, how did you make that decision or have you made that decision? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I would say this is kind of a two-parter answer, but I, I, I don't believe in being limited. That's a very scary word. I don't like that word. I like to be limitless and I hope to remain limitless in my career. Um, both entrepreneurial, you know, with my entrepreneurial endeavors and avenues and all that. Um, I just want to grow, you know, you can never stop, especially in the entrepreneurship world. I mean, there's so many opportunities, um, especially within the creative realm. There's so much. So you just have to keep going and going and going and see where it takes you. I'm a huge fan of trial and error. Trial and error has kept me going within my entrepreneurship life. It has kept me, you know, kind of glued together in a sense of just saying to myself, okay, if this works out, it doesn't, but if it does great, you know, um, just keep going. You know, I, I think it, you just can't be afraid. You can't be afraid of what life brings you. Um, and you can't be afraid of what entrepreneurship brings you and what your mindset brings you. Cause you never know, you never know what will stick and you never know what will happen. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much been my journey. Um, I just try what interests me and if it if it kind of reaches its limit and I find out, well, actually don't like it as much once I found out what's involved in it. That kind of is how I've decided, you know, whether it's time to let it go or learn the skills I need to, to get better at it. And I think that's a lot, not something that's shared enough when it comes to starting something like a, a business, because I think a lot of people think you start one business and you'll get it the first time and it'll be great and you'll be done, but it's, it's really a journey and a process. So you started all these businesses, but you also decided to start a nonprofit. What inspired you to do that? Yeah. So being in the fashion industry, I witnessed a lot of um, mental health disorders and women specifically that were struggling with their own mental health. And so that really spoke to me, which was ultimately the motivation of me to start my nonprofit. Um, my nonprofit was, again, a decision of mine that I felt like I needed to do. Um, also that I wanted to do, but more of a more of a need than a want, because mental health is a topic in society that is often taboo. There is a stigmata attached. And I wanted to break that. I wanted to break the labels. I wanted to break the stigma. And I just wanted to have raw conversations with women just like you and I. And so Raw Talk, my nonprofit, um, again, launched in 2021. Didn't know really much about where it was going to take me, where it was going to go. Um, and then towards the end of the year, I found out <laughs> um, that it actually reached 40 countries, which was something that I said to myself. And I said, wow, you know, I'm doing good for the world. And I'm actually putting myself out there and I'm putting other women's stories out there that obviously need to be heard. So just knowing that it had that effect and it had that much of a great effect was just incredible for me. So that's when I knew to myself, that's when it clicked in my head. I'm doing this. This is what I need to be doing. <laughs> this is, this is a good thing. Um, so yeah, I plan on relaunching, um, in 2024. So yeah, it's been a, again, a really incredible experience and just hearing other women's stories as well. It's very powerful. Um, again, mental health is kind of a, uh, an interesting topic. Some people are very closed off. Some people are very open. Um, but I don't believe that anybody should be afraid to share their story and be wrong with themselves and others. You know, um, transparency is power and uh, we need to embrace that. I agree. That's awesome. No, it's, it's true. I feel like we've come a long way when it comes to talking about mental health, but it's still a lot of the information we get is from the media from movies and TV shows that really sensationalize it and focus on the extremes. And so then it makes it hard for people, everyday people to talk about that experience because they think that they'll be judged or they think there's something wrong with them. They're ashamed and they're personally, I think everybody needs counseling. <laughs> I think uh, 
there should be some kind of emotional intelligence involved when you are going through school. Right. I totally agree. Actually standard because we're all going to have a point in our life where we deal with something that's really emotionally overwhelming and we can't, we shouldn't be afraid of that and there should be more resources. So it's great that you're trying to provide that resource. And so initially, was it just for models or you just thought, I want to help women in general? There's no kind of limitation on who can come in other than I'm, I'm focusing on women. Oh yeah, no, everybody. Yeah, everybody. I wanted all women of all walks of life, um, all race, um, all sexuality. I, I, I didn't want any boundaries. Um, I really wanted this to be an open space and a comfortable space for women to really share themselves um, on my platform. Um, I wanted them to, you know, be candid and not be not be afraid to be candid. It's it's scary out there, especially on social media. You know, we are afraid of our own our own bodies and we're afraid of who we are. Um, and we need to stop that. You know, we need to stop being afraid of each other and being afraid of ourselves. Um, but no, it wasn't for just for models. Um, I mean, I did have a lot of models on and on my show at the time. And, and I really did, you know, advocate for the modeling industry in a mental health uh, standpoint. Um, but everybody was, everybody that was covered was from all different walks of life. And yeah, it was, it was very incredible because you would think, oh, so many women from all different walks of life couldn't be able to relate to each other, but they do. <laughs> they all correlate with one another and they all are interconnected, which I thought was very, very interesting to uh, really experience from a firsthand experience. Because these are these are the you know women that I was interviewing and just seeing so many women from different backgrounds have so many similar experiences. Um, again, that really spoke to me. That's great. Um, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we're all human, right? So yeah. that crosses all borders and barriers. What kind of projects or... Um, activities is your nonprofit involved in and how does how do you um reach your mission yeah absolutely i have a part i have a project um that's relaunching in 2024 um not to give away too much of a spoiler but it's i'm um, going to be podcast related so i'm really excited for that i'm relaunching the podcast um which has been just again such a fun experience um i love podcasting it's been you know something that's been very uh very fun for me personally. Um, so I'm excited to relaunch that. Obviously, I agree. Yeah, obviously, I agree. <laughs> um, as we're sp- talking on a podcast right now. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, absolutely. So just really just getting more messages out there. I launched a digital campaign. I've launched uh, about four different digital campaigns in the past two years uh, pertaining to mental health, specifically women's mental health. Um, so just launching more digital campaigns as well and just getting more women together, you know, and just, uh, you know, keep on capitalizing and having having fun with it. Awesome. Um, is there anything else that I haven't asked you that you, you would like to share with us today? I would say, just honestly, my biggest piece of advice I think for other people so they could take away is just being happy with yourself, you know, knowing yourself really well and um, learning to stand up for yourself as well, you know, and being confident with that. I think we're the most beautiful as women, when we are ourselves and we're authentically ourselves. So when I just embrace our own authenticity and owning it, um, I think it's just the biggest message that I want people to take away from me. That's awesome. Thank you for being here today. Um, such an important message and for kind of opening up the curtain because I, a lot of people, when they look at the modeling industry, they think it's perfect. Um, i there have been stories that have come out about the not perfect side, but it still has this, you know, cause that's, that's the industry. It's about looking good. And, and again, it seems to be the standard of beauty and perfection. So um, I appreciate that you are, are so an- honest with us about 
the humanity and the the reality of being part of that and also that you that you didn't let it get to you and change you do you see before we finish this is i think the last question you talked about people judging you or looking at you and seeing a certain way that didn't always match with how you saw yourself do you see other people who are in the modeling industry kind of getting caught up in that is that a problem was that maybe part of the reason why there is that mental health issue uh, in the industry or what do you think that comes from? Yeah. Um, I mean, the modeling industry is an exterior business. Um, it is very, you know, uh, beauty standards are, you know, obviously pushed out. They're honestly manufactured. It, it's basically the modeling industry is a factory that, or a breeding ground, I should say, for beauty standards and how it affects our society and how it's again, manufactured, marketed and all that. Um, I can't really speak on that because, I mean, I mean, I have been in the industry as a model, but um, I, I do feel that the modeling industry as a whole, it, it does put out a very unrealistic image of a woman um, and, and how that can obviously negatively impact women as well as young girls. Um, you know, women and young girls on a daily are affected by these things, whether it's on social media or it's an advertisement in a magazine or it's an advertisement on a billboard or it's an advertisement in a store. Um, you know, women and little girls, they, they, look, they look up to that in a way. And um, it's not right. Because I can tell you firsthand, as a model who has worked on sets and who has worked with many different photographers, um, those photos are real, but they're not. <laughs> if that makes sense. There are apps and, and things and, and, you know, retouching apps and retouching programs like Photoshop and all these things that are definitely used. Um, and I can, I can confirm that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think the overall message too is, um, it's hard to block it out, um, but you have to block it out. You know, there's um, Dove campaigns, and I'm sure you're familiar with Dove, um, Dove Beauty campaigns, and those have helped me greatly with my own self-confidence. And I always like to make a note to, um, you know, my followers and, you know, people that are part of my life um, on social media. Um, Dove campaigns, you know, they're so organically and authentically crafted. And they are so beneficial to our mental health as women and our self-esteem as women. Um, and I've also tried to do that within my work as well. I've tried to advocate for you know, the women body and really just the power of the female, the authentic female um, through my own campaigns, um, through my lingerie line, my Intimates brand, um, Galantimates. We launched uh, two campaigns over the past two years um, of women of all different races, all different body types, all different, you know, walks of life, um, wearing, you know, our, our underwear, um, which was very, very cool because I got to see my design, but expressed on other women and creatively expressed through other women. And it was a self-esteem project. And I'm very proud of that. So really just, you know, contributing to society, to society in that sense. Um, but also spreading that authentic message. It is hard to get your head out of it because it's always around us constantly. Um, but if we can just, you know, be comfortable with ourselves or write something on our mirror or something, or get like a post-it and just daily reminders and daily affirmations that can really guide us in the right direction as far as our own self-esteem and our own confidence. Um, again, that can be really beneficial to our mind and our body and our soul. I agree. Um, and also just maybe watch less TV, curate your social media page, kind of minimum. Because at the end of the day, social media is showing you what you are kind of constantly right. consuming. Right. And you, you do have 
control over that. So if you're feeling overwhelmed or you always feel negative when you're there, then that might be a sign that you need to kind of unfollow certain things or just take a break. Yeah. Yeah. Social media breaks. Big factor. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Social media breaks. I took a six month social media break about three years ago. Uh, One of the best decisions I've ever made. It was, it was like a vacation for me. So it was, I would definitely recommend that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I've been trying to be more mindful about that because it's so easy to get involved in like every world's problem and every issue. And then you just don't have any energy to do anything. So I've been trying to be more mindful about that. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. 100%. So if there's nothing else that you wanted to, to add, I think we can end it here. Thank you so much for, for being on the show and sharing all your wisdom and your experience with us. If somebody wants to connect with you, what is the best place to to go? Yeah. So my main Instagram is Nikki Seagal. And you can reach me at my website, cvnikki.com. And then also my nonprofit website is rawtalkwithnikkigal.com. So yeah, thank you so much for having me on the show. This has been amazing. And I love connecting with you. I love speaking with you. So thank you so much. Thank you. Um, I will put all your information in the show notes so that people can connect with you if they, if they have any more questions or just want to support all the work that you're doing. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please share it on Instagram and tag us at CDN Biz Women Pod. Thank you. Take care.